Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Hey, no, that's you. Ooh. Hey, it's going down, y'all. <laughs> so, uh, this episode is going to be amazing. It's been a long time coming. Me and BJ have been kicking this back and forth for a minute, but, you know, he's a juggernaut with what he does. And y'all know I work 18 jobs at the same time like a Jamaican, but I'm Bahamian. So uh, we finally got this thing figured out and um, I can't wait to share this with you. Uh, we're gonna get into some real world um, action that he's been in. Um, and hopefully we're digging into some technical stuff. My tongue's orange because I had some turmeric right before the call. Don't, don't get crazy. <laughs> I be doing hippie stuff in here, man. Y'all know me, I do hippie stuff. So, hey, brother, it's an honor to have you, man. How you doing? Oh, brother, it's fucking, it's an honor to be here, man. It's, uh, I'm, I'm a, a little, a little tuned up. So yeah. your, your episode is the first time anybody's going to hear this. Uh, and I don't know if, I don't, I don't remember if I told you or not, but my house got raided by some thugs like six days ago. Days? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I just I just moved in. Uh, I, mo I moved in the house like I don't know, like nine or ten months ago or something like that. But I uh, my other house has been on the market um, for uh, for a minute, and I had to build you know a secure location for all this for all my stuff that I've you know spent my whole life going crazy over. Um, and I just got this room dialed. Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Timmy uh, built it, and I, I still have a lot of work to do over here in here. But I had like three days um, where I I started to, like just hanging shit and stuff. I still got so much shit. Like I I got all my like uh, ballistic test blocks that I'm gonna hang everywhere. I've got yeah. you know, examples of uh, the beginning and the end of my uh, journey is at least nine on their terminal ballistics. And, yeah. uh, I got a bunch of shit in here. He's a freak. You guys are going to find out when it comes to uh, his ballistics. I mean, this is my guy. Like, this is the guy I'm calling when I need new stuff. House got broken into. Your, like, current house, like, with all the stuff in it? Or, like, the other house? Or how'd this go down, man? Uh, this house. Um, and I had all all kinds of you know, like security, security cameras and alarm systems and all that shit that were going in this week. And it, and it got, uh, got, didn't even get broken into the guy crawled through the fucking doggy door. Yeah. I seen that once in a video I got sent. So that's a thing. Cause I got some big dogs and I was thinking about getting a doggy door, but you're changing my mind right now. 
Yeah, I don't know how to, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to, well, I, the, the shit that I just like, I just spent $20,000 on a bunch of shit, cameras and, you know, like uh, uh, cameras, alarm system um, and all this, the, I was going to put in like, you know, some run the mill stuff or whatever. Uh, but then this happened and I called my guy. That's uh, he's a dev dev guy. He's like a Delta force guy. And he works, he, he, he's works like you. He does executive protection and he does special assignments and all this other shit. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this happened. Who's the fucking best, baddest motherfucker you got? So I got that guy to do everything. The only thing I couldn't get, you know, uh, was booby traps, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I dig it. Did they get anything? I mean, you know, they did they did, did they get anything you can't replace? Uh, Louis Vuitton bags, <laughs> and they got. Uh, you know, I have uh, my home defense rifle, right? That's uh, that's that's hidden. They flipped over, you know, the beds and were rummaging through everything. They got that and they got a, a Glock 34, which I'm really pissed about. Yeah. Um, just having that shit on the street, you know, it, bad it, feeling, it, it eats me alive. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what they didn't know mm -hmm. is that I'm like really good friends with the sheriff. Yep. So he's pouring all the sauce on this investigation and they're working, uh, you know, both uh, teams of investigators are working on it <clears throat> seven, seven days a week. And it's all of the resources of Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, which already is like a fantastic agency. Yep. You know? They're legit. It's just so, a matter of time then. Good, man. Were you guys, so you guys fortunately weren't home. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> unfortunately that's the thing that i'm you know most pissed about <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I we understand god help them right it's like that house when you break in and the alarm goes off and it's that song let the bodies hit the floor yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then everything locks and i love locked. that yeah exactly dude oh so okay well dang man i'm sorry to hear that i i did work a couple cases where actually a case in particular where um clients were out and they posted that they were out and i believe that was the trigger for the attack um i think i think yeah. criminals are checking hashtags you know hamptons or you know checking hashtags of vacation locations and then just boom striking while people are up in up in these vacation locations yeah, I went silent for for ten days, um, which is the longest I've gone silent since I got an Instagram when you know when everybody did. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I was uh, I was out putting myself in harm's way in my race truck yeah. in front of uh, half million dollar cameras. Anybody that's seen this is that you know knows who I am. They're gonna know exactly what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, um, but yeah, they it had to be somebody that is in the environment that knows somebody that knew that I was gone because I didn't I didn't post about it or anything. Mm. You know, oh, it's 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 really crazy, really yeah. crazy. It's nuts, man. A lot of times we do these investigations, we find out it's some kind of inside job. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know. Okay, well, real quick, just so people get a little 
little quick familiarity with you and who you are and your background and what you do, man. I mean, right now they're looking at that room and they're like, this is a bad dude. <laughs> but key them into what you, you know, I mean, you are a bad dude. But let them know, man, what you're up to um, in the world. I'm uh, undefeated in the art of gunfighting. And other than that, there's really nothing special. About <laughs> no, no. One way, no to put um, it. One way to put it. <laughs> one way to put it. Get into that uh, in a second. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a truck driver. Um, that's what I, that's like when people like ask what's what I do for a profession, that's what I tell them. But, uh, most, most times somebody else is around because I, I don't like fucking telling people that, you know, my, this is always the awkward part. I got to like draw it out of you guys. Oh, well, it's all right. I, you know, I'm sure there's people that <clears throat> don't know, want to know, but, uh, I am a multi-time world champion, uh, race car driver and I, uh, I race in the desert. I do long distance endurance racing. Um, I'm the only person in history to win the Baja 1000 twice uh, in a trophy truck. I've got seven series points championships and <clears throat> I've won a bunch of races. I drive a truck that makes trucks uh, to build it and develop. It's uh, about a million dollars, which sounds expensive, but not nearly as expensive as an F1 car which I don't fit in, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, I've been, you know, doing for two decades. I love it very much. Yeah. And on top of that, I am a student of weapons craft, uh, for a very long time. And I do a lot of, uh, defensive tactics training and, uh, for a lot of years. And, my, my girlfriend is Tori Nanaka. She's got 56 championships in uh, shooting sports. She's the youngest person in history to uh, be a shooting uh, sports champion. And so we obviously get along very well. Some of this shit is hers. Um, so yeah, I have, I, I have a background in uh, professional race car driving and I have extensive education as it relates to uh, lethal force and a little bit of boxing, a little bit of jiu-jitsu, and a little bit of tai chi. <laughs> Dude, you're like, you're a straight-up warrior, man. It always, I always, you know, I guess maybe because I've, I've been in the Marine Corps and, you know, I've gone to war a few times, but, like, I recognize warrior instantly. And then I always have to sit through, like, sometimes it's a civilian, so then they're like, yeah, but I didn't do the stuff you did. I'm like, dude, dude. Like, some of the most dangerous dudes I know are civilians. Like, I'm sitting in the car with, uh, John Burke, Bert, we he, we call him Burke. He's like one of the Gracie Jiu Jitsu's first black belts uh, in the U.S. Like white guy black belts, right? Oh, wow. okay. I mean, he's been in the game teaching agencies and everyone for over for decades, right? Client list. He's taught everybody, and I'm just yeah. sitting here, and he's like, you know, I mean, he's ultra. He, the best are always respectful, right? So yeah. Oh, you know, it doesn't hold the candle to what you did. I'm looking at this guy. He's like, and I'm like, he's so dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so dangerous. And I'm just sitting here like, bro, like, come on. You know, it's it's the engine, man. We have a certain engine in us, you know, and it's like warriors recognize warriors instantly. It doesn't matter what your background is. That's a dangerous man. And he's got the engine. He's got that. He's got the eye, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, I appreciate that, man. That's that's super flattering. So I have a question for you. So I got like this, uh, I got like, uh, you know, when I was younger, I 
like really, like really young, like in high school and, and junior high, I'd, I'd get picked on and I was a certifiable fucking pussy. I mean, yeah. can I say that? Can I say that on your podcast? It's, yeah, you it's, can, man. Whatever you want, man. Weapons free. So um, I love that weapons free. So I got jumped by like 14 guys when I was 17 years old and over some shit that they thought I did, but I didn't do. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck this shit, dude. I'm going to go all these everybody in school that was like football player wrestle like all the fucking hard hardcore motherfuckers hard guys yeah yeah the, 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 well they were getting in fights all the time like okay. every fucking weekend i'm like That's these guys <laughs> yeah i was like these guys fucking love me i'm gonna go hang out with them and see if i can learn how to not get fucking beat up right that journey didn't really stop so the, by, by the time like <clears throat> By the time I was like 20 years old, uh, all my buddies were fucking really tough. So I, you know, I was always in shit. I was always getting in bar fights or parts of uh, fights at parties. And so that hardened me up, you know, quite a bit. Then I got into jujitsu in 2003. I did 15 years jujitsu. I still do jujitsu. And Dana White was my boxing instructor. You know, yeah. So he's, he's been a really good friend of mine for a very, very long time. So that's so cool, man. And I had like a rebound from, from like being terrified. So my question for you is when you were younger, did you have like a, a moment where you were like, fuck this shit. I want to be a, a really hard target. Yeah. You know, I, um, when I was growing up, I would, you know, I'm from the Bahamas. So when I would go to the Bahamas, all the Bahamian kids would be like, hey, fat boy, hey, fat boy, yo, let's beat up the American. And then they'd all come over. But my dad was like ultra warrior code. Like my dad's this ultra hard dude, got shot at point blank range with a shotgun and survived, got burnt one time over 80% of his body and survived. And so he was he was a disciplinary, like, like if people think I'm intense, I am like the diet version water. My dad is like Trump and Tony Montana mixed in one person from the Bahamas. I still might not be able to beat my dad up. I still might have to shoot him if we actually, if it went down. <laughs> so he's like one of the, so he was, I mean, before I could watch TV, he'd be like, he'd get one of those, those pillows with BBs in it. And he'd be like, you got to hit this while you watch TV because your mom's making you soft. You know, you, he, yeah. So my dad was this, warrior black belt and a bunch of things started the first like SWAT team in the Bahamas had the largest security company in the Bahamas then he was not gonna let me be soft like so he was constantly testing me like Mr. Miyagi style like son go down the street give me give me some hot dogs and I'm like give me a hot dog well there's dog gangs like in the Bahamas bro so like yeah heaven like, I'll die <laughs> you know oh, Feral dogs will fuck you up. Yeah, man. I'm just like, I can't. And he's like, what did you just say to me? You know, like, so yeah, I even to this day before I call my dad, I'm like, I like sit there and look at the phone for like a few minutes and I'm like, all right, I gotta do this. Cause our love language is like hard, you know, like really. So, yeah, oh yeah. So he, you know, he'll lock he's he'll lock me on. My friends see me around my dad and they're like, I never seen you around anyone like that ever. <laughs> so I had that in me, and then I went to the and then when I go visit him in the Bahamas, I'd have to fight all the Bahamian kids. And then when I come back to the U.S., the kids were a lot softer and cool. But like in some instances, I was the only black guy because I was in Washington and it's all Samoans and stuff. And they're like monsters. They're literally like 
monster they're from like <laughs> like they ate people yeah. or something when they're like, they're, yeah. they're like superhuman so like then i was the only one there and like fortunately i gained respect by getting fights there and they call me little brother so i i kind of grew up always being like the only and having and learning how to fight on my own by myself and then i had five sisters so i go home i gotta fight all them by myself you know because i'm the only dude <laughs> you know um so that kind of i never I never really lost a fight really bad or anything, but there was, I know that I had a genetic like warrior thing in me. I've always known I was a warrior and I've always had that in me. And then I kept getting tested all the time until now, you know, and, and at a very young age, that little hurdle people have to get over when it goes from like, okay, it's time to be tested, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And then they either back off chicken out or go. I just, all right, let's do the thing. We'll yeah, find uh, out if everything I've been doing is uh, actually worth anything today. And then it's funny, it's funny you talk about your dad. Like, like yeah. you gave me the download on your your dad. My dad was the exact opposite, and that's why I was such a soft kid. And then yeah. you know the rebound of getting picked on and getting beat up and shit like that. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm. I want to know. I want to develop that compartmentalization of fear, and I want to have some type of skill set and and you know, be okay with getting dumped, you know, in the face and fucking just have that drive. So I, you know, my, that's funny. Cause my dad was the exact opposite. Yeah. It's interesting, man. I, I think they say, I've heard it said that our fathers do something to uh, develop our identities, you know, and I think yeah. parents do do something to where we look at them and we're like, if you're unconscious, you just drift into kind of who your parents are. But then there's the other ones that go the opposite way. Cause I, I looked at a number of things and was like, I ain't doing that. I ain't going to be like that. Now me and my dad though, he didn't raise me necessarily. I just went and visited him every summer and got beat up a lot and got harder every summer. Um, but when I talk with my dad, we're very, very, very simple. When he starts preaching, he's basically preaching to me what I preach on social media all the time, which is the craziest thing. So there's some <laughs> genetic thing there too, but uh, with civilians, you know, one of the reasons I do the tactical protection reviews and I and I show them real life combat and then I try to walk them through it is because I find sometimes just humans in general, they don't see the importance or value, um, you know, protection unless they have some type of trauma, you know, and I find it pretty common that people need trauma to really take and make it important. The one skill that really allows us to keep everything we love in our lives, you know. So it's, I'm not yeah. surprised to hear that there was a specific moment where you were like, nope, I'm turning into Batman. Screw you guys, you know? <laughs> well, there, there was two Batman moments. Yeah. Uh, the, the one where, like, me being able to draw super fast and burn it down and be super fast with a pistol, that came from uh, a situation that happened with my son. I was taking my son to to lunch. I wasn't, I was never, like, with his mother you know, we dated for, for some time, it didn't work out. And then, you know, he came along, which was fucking awesome. Um, but I, he was, uh, I want to say he was uh, 13 months old or something like that. And I brought, you know, I was bringing him to, to lunch and I had, you know, some guys pull up next to me in some piece of shit car and yelling at, I'm going to fucking kill you and all this shit. And like, I had no idea what was going on. And, um, you know, when, when, when I was younger, you know, I, I might have done stuff differently, but I got my 13 month old son backseat. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm BJ Baldwin. 
I could drive pretty good. Yeah. Just drive away. Well, yeah. I was in a F-150 with a supercharger and, and big tires and st stuff like that. And it moved good. It would have been easy to go away. Problem was, I didn't have any gas. I had like 10 miles left. And Dang it. Come on. Force induction system on a supercharger, it's just like guzzling gone. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm like, oh shit, I can't get away from these these guys. Like, all right, open the glove box. Uh it was in the other car. So I was like, shit. I'm so not going to Valhalla after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, just, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So, I'm like, fuck, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of him. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, uh, I can't pull over. I can't fucking, I don't know what's going to, going to happen. These guys were really, really pissed off. There's a, there's a guy and a girl and I think a couple of guys in the backseat. And so I'm like, all right, I'm almost at my lunch spot. They know where I'm at and I can, I can open the butterflies and, and give this thing mustard for like a minute before it dies on me because there's no gas left so i do that and that's not enough time for me to dart uh, away from him so i do that and i fucking run Jaden into the restaurant give him a hostess and then i go back outside to deal with the problem and the guys they saw me running my kid running Jaden into the fucking restaurant and they put they pull up they're like fuck dude i'm sorry you know a bad like a, a gnarly day. I didn't know that it was like that with you. Um, I just need your, uh, I need your insurance. You, your truck kicked a rock up and broke my windshield. And I've had a series of things happen this morning that just drove me crazy. And my buddies with me and, you know, whatever. So I was like, motherfucker, dude, you know, it, 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 it scared me, not for me, but for him, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, I, I, fight a little bit but it's a lot of work to deal with two guys especially two guys that are like the the type of guys that are like pull over we're and we're gonna fight. fuck you up they're not they're not butterflies right those right. those are worthy competitors and if there's two of them then that's a lot of work for me to do i could get knocked out and Jaden could fucking uh they'll drive away and and Jaden could die in a car of heat exhaustion who the fuck knows what happened right oh so, uh luckily i just fucking i was like all right you know i, I let him have it a little bit. I was like, motherfucker, I had my son with me. He's like, I know, I'm sorry. And, you know, it's him and this girl and, this, and then another guy in the back seat. Windows are 10, so I didn't know how many people were. I knew how many people were in uh, three of the seats, but not as a SUV, you know, so exchange information. And then I was like, all right, this fucking thing is bolted to me forever, forever. And then uh, I could always shoot like really well. Yeah. I knew a little bit, you know, I knew as much as the average person that thinks they know a lot about defense knows at the time, but I didn't know how far the fucking rabbit hole went. I, then the first thing I, first thing I watched was Travis Haley and Chris Costa. <laughs> yeah. The, the, and then it was fucking, you know, down the rabbit hole from there. And that was 13 years ago, you know? So that, that event. Yeah is why I was able to solve that complex problem that I had to solve two years ago with Tori. Yeah. Wow. That's gnarly, man. I, gee, you good. I mean, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, but I mean, it's awesome that we have, you have these real world scenarios and things like that, that you've, you've had to deal with. 
what would you say to the civilian that right now like isn't carrying a firearm because they just don't think anything can happen that's a tough thing to say like tough thing to motivate i think i don't think you could really say anything anything to those people i think they have to you know if they're if they're like distance from or whatever it's yeah. it's one have somebody that doesn't even fucking own a gun that that tell you know tell them that like they need a gun that it, honestly they should watch all your stuff because you break yeah. stuff down you know i used to i used to watch you know asp and and uh he he, he does a great job at you as it relates to your breakdown of everything thank you oh dude you fucking kill it because you have been in the shit storm and you have experience with all kinds of shit. Like, you know, it's, it hits different coming from you because you've been in like 250 fucking street fights and, you know, had people, you know, behind the iron sight, you know, before in, in combat and all that shit. So you have a better way of conveying that message than, than anybody. And, you know, I, I love that about you. I'm fucking glued to the, the screen every time you post some shit. So it's fucking awesome. But yeah, they, they need to understand. I mean, as it relates to talking to somebody that that doesn't carry or doesn't own a gun. Yeah. Um, I could say the reason why I do carry a gun is because it's not because I fucking can't wait to burn somebody down. It's not because I want to show somebody none of that. It's because uh, I have uh a problem my heart is oversized there's people in this world i can't live without so if i was able to do something to lengthen the the amount of time that i get with them it's all related around time you know father time is undefeated yep. so if i can lengthen that time uh by being the 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 person that makes the environment safer mm -hmm. and it's uh it doesn't cost me nothing you know I'm yeah that person it's totally worth it man I, I i i completely agree and i and i and that's kind of my aim with those tactical protection reviews man it's to the person that's like oh well you know i, I don't need this nothing's gonna happen like my sister's on i'm like hey you know don't sit in the car and send a text message get the car rolling you know, send a text message once you're at a safe location, you know, and they're like, hey, whatever, Byron, you're the security dude. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I start posting videos of real world scenarios because it hits, it hits a little different when you see, oh, that just happened to somebody. Hey, if someone's weird getting on an elevator with you, just get off, just get off the elevator. <laughs> Don't get on the elevator. Yeah. We're, yeah. You know, exactly. like it's just, just, these are the things. And, and, um, I try to give people those little micro doses of trauma, like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, yeah, that could literally happen to you today. We don't have a crystal ball here, you know, um, you know, and it, it because the, the more arms people we have, the safer the world's going to be. I think the more good people, protectors of the white blood cells in the body of humanity, man, you know, uh, dangerous society is a polite society, you know? So I, um, I, I 100%. And when you left that day with your son in the car, you didn't think that you'd be possibly in a life or death situation. You know, this thing that we're going to talk about here in a second with Tori, like you didn't lace up your shoes that morning and be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to carry my favorite piece with me, you know, yeah. um, and it's totally normal civilian behavior to be like, oh, you know, 
I don't want to carry my gun today because it's uncomfortable or whatever, you know, it's like, that's like normal people behavior. If you didn't have like the Marine Corps, like hammering it into you being like, this is your soul, your gun, you know, your gun is your soul, you know, if they didn't have that, then you're probably just like, ah, you know, it's in the car or whatever, but it's our responsibility, especially if we're capable for all the people around that aren't capable to be the people we, we can be, man, to be the best versions of ourselves. So that's awesome. Um, let's dig into this, let's dig into this, um, this encounter you had, um, and this real life force encounter you had, man, would you mind just giving us like the blow by blow, how this thing went down? Uh, not at all. I'm actually like, I feel super lucky because I've had like, you know, a lot of people, uh, reach out to me, like, how do you deal with it and whatnot? Um, and I have not, it has not bothered me at all. And I've, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm really religious, but I don't go to church and, you know, I, I, I just can't see uh, coincidences. Like some people can see, like I've done all the math and this was on, on purpose. Somehow I feel like this, this situation mm-hmm. to me. So um, wow. I'm right here with you. <laughs> I believe yeah. things, man, hundred percent. So basically, basically for those that, that don't know that are watching this, um, I went to uh, go to get food at In-N-Out uh, late at night, uh, finished my food. Um, it was right at the, the beginning of COVID and, uh, you know, it was high stress for, for everybody. Nobody, knew, nobody really knew what was going to happen. I actually moved uh, my son, my son's mother and her husband in the house of me because, uh, you know, I got world champion Tori and me with, you know, all my education as it relates to defensive tactics and all that. I moved them in with me uh, to try and secure, you know, everybody that I could, you know. So there was a little bit of tension there. And then I, you know, I really stressed out in the house. I was like, I have not eaten anything all night. And I'm so, I told Tori, I was like, I'm so hungry and stressed because all the other stuff floating around. Um, and I'm, you know, what do we have to eat? She's like, in and out is open. So I was like, boom. They, they were only open in for out. Like, America. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're only open for like 18 more minutes. So I get yeah. in my car and I burn it down in and out, go eat. And then uh, we got out of the car. I was I was actually smoking cigarettes at the time, and uh, you know we park. There's only you like smoke anymore. No, no, no. I mean, very rarely, very rarely. Solid. Uh, it can I, be done, I, y'all. It can be yeah, done. Can be done. <laughs> I, I do keep here and there, but uh, yeah. So I was uh, uh, I was like, you know, I just wanted to be out of the house for a little bit, and. Yeah. After eight, we're, you know, it was going to be like a 20, 30 minute thing outside the car, hanging out, smoke a couple of cigarettes and go home. Yeah. Well, uh, when the last car left the parking lot, um, two guys uh, approached us uh, very rapidly. And it was a very complex uh, problem. And Tori got shot at twice. I got shot at six times. We had an exchange gunfire because they didn't know, um, they didn't know I was I was carrying, and uh, and I I burned a guy down from uh, 
the engagement started at 14 yards. It was very dynamic. It was full target value from 14 to 20 yards, 20 and uh, 21 yards. And then I, I ended the fight at 26 yards. Um, I delivered a shot to uh, central nervous system, medulla oblongata specifically, the thing that unplugs the toaster. I can't really yeah. take it. I was just, you know, I was trying to climb my cadence up because of the of the situation. I was taking my time, you know, from full target value. And then when he moved, uh, I picked up the pace a little bit and that ended the fight. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what happened. I'm very, very lucky. And I can get into all the dynamics of that, but just a brief summary of it. Very, very lucky that I've had all the training, but also accompanied with the career in motorsports. That was one of my questions, man. Because you're <laughs> like a mother freaking pilot, bro. So you're making decisions at an accelerated rate. You guys haven't really heard it yet. He just started doing it. But he's ridiculously smart and ridiculously technical. So, you know, he's like a dude, but he's also like a professor at the same time. <laughs> so I was like going to ask you, man, like your brain's cognitive ability from what you do for a living. For you, I feel like this was probably like, like a slow Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in some ways, in some ways. I mean, we, we got we got a little bit of time, right? We can go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, we can dig in, man. I, yeah. I you're my last thing today, man. We, we can go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so when I talk about like uh, motorsports being involved, I'm sure people are watching this like, what the fuck? How does that relate to any of this shit? Well, I've been on fire four times and I've blown, I've had, almost thought that I was going to be in really big trouble and crash like 5,000 times. Um, and uh, I've, I've really, in 20 years, I've only had like six bad crashes, or five bad crashes. Five, yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's like when I'm like, yeah, I was in five IEDs. I have blown up five times. People are like, what did you just say? And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's normal for us. Like, we're like, yeah, it was like it happened, you know? <laughs> and then they like make you realize how ridiculous what you're saying is. That's what yeah. it is right there. <laughs> Yeah, so well, your um, brain's pretty inoculated then to yeah, these extreme I, 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 levels of what normal people would call extreme levels of stress. Yeah, so for for example, like uh, I'm going 100, 110 miles an hour uh, down. I do off road racing, so it's off road, and I'm going down a road, and I have a left end corner just as as an example. Yeah, I'm like and hit the brakes. Um, and I'm like, shit, uh, I'm not going to make this corner. Like most people would freeze and get ready to crash. Right. So I have the ability to be like fear. Let's compartmentalize this. We'll put this over here. Yep. Let's add a solution to the problem. And then we can get scared after we solve the problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just, you know. Have you ever read the book, The Wisdom of Psychopaths? No, but that sounds like a must read. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting it's one of the first times i ever understood parts of my psychology there's this whole thing that talks about when you when people who are somewhere on the spectrum and it doesn't mean you're a bad person it just means your brain works differently when these high stress situations show up and they're all plugged in and they got you know stuff on their brains and everything they actually when they put them in stressful situations their vitals and everything actually goes down 
and they've just become more focused and emotions are compartmentalized. And I, I got into an argument, like kind of an argument with my psychology teacher uh, when I was going for my master's and she's like, well, what do you do when you feel negative emotions? I'm like, I shut them down. And then I think I solve the equation. And once I make progress, I check back in with my emotions, which are in a positive state because progress equals happiness. And then I continue, you know, and what you're explaining is it's, 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 it's what I've experienced. And I've always felt like, you know, people are like, aren't you, we that's kind of weird. Like you should be feeling all these things. And I'm like, no. I feel fine, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's healthy, you know, um, but anyways, audiobook. if you guys are interested, Wisdom of Psychopaths, very interesting read. Now I'll, I'll have to mess with that after this, but yeah, 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 like, just like what you're saying, like, you know, there's been times, you know, where you, you get scared, but it's not a threat, and you, first thing you feel is, you know, like your heart, yeah. when, when I'm in danger, I don't ever get that, like, yeah, you just think, you just, kind of focus and start problem solving yeah i i, I have the ability to, to start problem solving and uh so like you know every time i tell stories it's about eight and a half minutes like a second of this one second of the story is eight and a half minutes of data like for me to for me to tell the story oh man i mean I, I, <laughs> let's do it so um I'm like, I'm, my car is like, all the parking spaces are like this. Um, I'm at uh, what I think is partially tactically advantageous part of the uh, parking lot. I'm under uh, a structure. It's lit. There's a street light right here. My car is parked right here. And the rest of the parking lot is dark, right? I, am, I had not planned on being there for very long after the last car uh, drove out of the parking lot. Lights went out and, and in and out. Everybody's going on. So, and I wasn't in a bad neighborhood, like two miles from here, there's $5 million houses everywhere. And there's like really expensive houses, like everywhere. It wasn't like I was, you know, in a bad part of town where it's high crime. So, you know, I, I felt safe. Apparently I wasn't. It's starting to um, matter less and less these days, man. Yeah. It's starting to matter less and less these days. You know? It sure didn't matter. This <laughs> you know, so, so I'm, I'm standing there like with my hand on my, I'm not like, like, you know, I'm just standing there like with my, uh, well, actually I was scrolling, messaging, email on, on Instagram, you know, fast car, jumping truck, guns. Yep, yep, yep. The shit that we all, you know, and towards last known location was two yards to my right, right? So I thought I, I, I was aware where, where she was, but while I was scrolling, she had wandered off. Well, um, I, I hear, uh, I slide my phone in my pocket and um, and I hear peachy, 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 like the like girls like whispering like super heavy, so I can so I can hear. And I go to the last known location. I'm like, and I obviously hear distress in her voice. And, the, and I scan the parking lot, right, like like this. And I, she's still whispering. I see two guys. I the whole parking lot is dark. I see two guys, you know, 50, 60 yards away. I don't know if they're coming or going. I don't know if they're talking. That's not my objective. My objective is figure out what is bothering yeah. Corey. And uh, and so I see that, you know, and then uh, I'm looking, I'm like, where is that coming from? And I had my car parked with the bumper this way and my windows are like super dark. Um, and obviously it's 1.51 a.m. I'm, I'm like, fuck, is she in the car? And the door's open, mm -hmm. uh, driver's side door on the other side. And I'm like, fuck, she, she's still whispering like loud and she's in the, 
you know, I'm like, fuck, is she in the car? She stands up. And for those of the, that don't know Tori, she's fucking, yeah, she's, she's, she's like, she's like 105 pounds. She's fucking gorgeous, but she's at, she's super athletic. Like she could bust out 10 pull-ups like, like that, but she doesn't, she's, she doesn't look like the average, you know, a super attractive uh, woman when she, when she, so she, she stands up and her posture is like this. So her delts are activated, her lats are like, she stands stands up, walks around the, the the driver's side door, goes to the bumper, and the only communication I got for her to for her to tell me what was happening or what was going on was this. Mm. So you so got to off that body language. Okay, it's time to go. Like I was like, something. I was like, what the fuck? She wants me to look over there. She's scared of whatever's over there. So I go, I go like this, and those two guys are way over there, are speed walking this way. And I'm like, fuck, does she know? What? Okay, this is a gunfight, and they don't know it's a gunfight. Yeah, you know. So they they had uh, well, not they. The guy had the gun out like this, and yeah. speed walking, you know, this way. So as soon as I detected that, I was like, okay, it's everything's frozen. People say time slows down. But I don't know if that's. Uh, what happens? I, I just think I was able to process more bits of information and wrap her pay, more rapid. So I'm like, okay, wait for a counter ambush opportunity, create a counter ambush opportunity, or just burn these motherfuckers down. And if you get hit, just drag the hospital and you get, you know, you'll either get stitched up, you'll make it or you won't. Yeah. Um, so I was like, and like right as I was sent, this is mid step, and I was like, environmental asset. Um, there's a garbage. There's like a concrete garbage can that was this nice. tall, made out of concrete. Well, that's what my brain told me. Yeah, like it was. Actually, <laughs> it was actually way smaller, and it was steel mesh. Yeah, dang it. So, but it was still an acid. It covered my femorals a little bit. So, yes. uh, so right at that moment, I got as he's speed walking, not breaking stride. He goes like this. He goes, "What's well, good, homie?" Like like that, and. I was like, fuck, there's my counter ambush opportunity. In order for him to reorient towards her, he's activating buys, tries, delts, lats, rotational muscles in his hip, rebalancing his glutes, legs, and everything. So I'm processing all that stuff. If he's that takes time for him to reorient towards her, that's my opportunity. That's then he's gonna yeah, so he's gonna have to reorient towards me. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, I go to my environmental asset, which is two yards away. I draw and in the middle of, of my draw, I crank around off to get the party started. He does yep. the same thing. Oh. So we simultaneously, he fires uh, at her wow. and I, yeah, he fired at her. She's fucking unarmed, hot girl. I, I don't know why he was doing that, oh. uh, but the toxicology report would explain why I don't know because he probably didn't know, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. what he what he was uh where his mind was at that time yeah um, so i cranked the first round round off um it misses and uh he, he the, the guy that's with him was actually his brother mm. and i've never seen anybody run that fast in my life i haven't seen the the road runner and cartoons run that fast or you see bull i was like wow going he's like gun boom and uh and so he fires at her 
twice, fires at least six times during this engagement. My estimation is to last between 4.2 and 4.6 seconds. Um, I'm taking my time. Yeah. Uh, again, I go in from, okay, let's access a solution. So I don't have accelerated heart rate, blood pressure, or anything like nothing, none of that. It's felt like a drill. Yeah. And, uh, so round two, three, four, five, six, seven, that's, it, it probably went a little bit faster than that, but I was like, damn, th whatever this dude's drugs he's got on, he's oh. great because <laughs> he's not responding to anything that I'm hurling at. I had a yeah. fucking dog on him and, uh, you know, I, I was like, him and just, just no response. Like you're like, okay. no. and that's one of the differences, man, we're shooting at paper targets. We're shooting at steel, you know, we're getting this instant feedback. We're like, okay, shoot two rounds. Nah, man, you got to rip until, until the behavior changes, you are still, it's still your set, you know? Um, so your set. Exactly. So he's full target value, 14 to 20 yards. Right. Um, and then he changes target value partially while he's shooting at me mm. and I get a, I get a desired response. Nice. Ah, fuck you. And then okay. he turns fully towards, towards me and, I, I pick up the pace um, because You're winning now. He, he's no longer moving like this. He's, he's moving like this. So it's, it's like not a moving target, like really anymore. Fire now. Like <laughs> moving diagonally like this and firing back at me. Mm. And so I fucking pick up the pace and burn it down and he disappears. And I'm, you know, cause I got, I got like bushes like right here, but I'm hearing glass breaking. I'm hearing steel twisting, you know, it's very graphic, you know, acoustic impulse and like all this stuff, yeah. by the way, gunshots, as I'm sure, you know, are not that fucking loud. It sounds like popcorn when you're being fired at. Yeah. You're it's not even paying attention. Super you don't hear anything. Yeah. No, it's your super brain. Your ears just, you can hear, yeah. you can hear fine. The gunshots just aren't yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I actually heard better, but the gunshots sound like popcorn. Yep. Heard like, it's, it's as if the bullets were going into the, the, like the metal bracing in the windows Wow. and going through the windows, like very, like a hydraulic press. So mm. it's like really crisp. And so I'm blading him. Uh, he disappears. I'm like, fuck, where'd he go? I know that guy's like 80 yards across the fucking parking lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm fuck where'd he go? I, peek over the uh, around the bush and he was right there laying on the ground for 26 yards okay so i'm like fuck so i'm like all right um so i i walk this way i'm like tori talk to me where are you at she goes i'm at your three i'm at your five i'm at your seven i'm at your nine wow tori's tactical uh, look at that okay. yeah She's like, she she hasn't had like very much stress inoculation. Right. I'm pretty impressed. I mean, that she was able to, to put, speak it that way, at least in that moment. It gets better. Hold, yeah. hold on one second. It gets fucking way better. So uh, so she's like, I'm at, I'm at your three, I'm at your five, I'm at your seven, your nine. And, I, and we're going like this. He hit the car in the process of this. He, mm -hmm. hit, he hit my tire because there was a big uh, nitrogen bloom at the tire on round two. Mm. Uh, from, from him and she goes into I think she went into parasympathetic mode because she went into like uh, go get I'm like 
her stuff out of the car. Like, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta run. Um, Cause I heard the, my brain told me There's uh, the other guy said, I'm, we're going to fucking come back and fucking smash you, whatever. Um, that's what my brain told me. Right? right. Just like it took me into thinking that the, I was hiding behind a fucking concrete trash can. <laughs> so, so I'm yeah. like, I'm like, we got to run. She goes into parasympathetic, gets, starts getting her shit out of the car to go. Like mm-hmm. if the building is on fire, don't forget to grab, grab your purse, right? So, yeah. which is for, for, for just about anybody. Right. And I look at the car, I'm like, fuck. Uh, I never take my dot off of him and I do an admin reload. Check your stuff. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm like this and I go like this. I do admin reload. I put yeah. my, I'm not famous. I put my partial in my pocket. Nice. You went, you went uh, IDPA on him, huh? <laughs> yeah, I went, yeah, I went my, I put my, instead of putting it back in my Mac holder, I put it in my pocket so I knew it was on the truck, which I've never trained that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, your brain was just running it was like, faster. It was like, yeah, the best yep. decision. And then uh, I'm looking at the car, I'm looking at her trying to grab her bags. I'm like, okay, uh, I go, all right, no, we're not running. Get in the car, drive away. So I never took my dot off of him. Yeah. And in the meantime, I was scanning to make sure I didn't know what it was. I don't know if it was team effort or what. Yeah. So I never took my dot off him. I got in the car and luckily, this is more proof God has a sense of humor. My ignition for my car is a Porsche is on the left-hand side. So I didn't have to fuck with, you know, like all that. So I just go like this. I, I fire the car. Tactical guys drive Porsches. No big. <laughs> All the tactical guys are like, I got to get a Porsche just in case. <laughs> yeah. Like, keep my gun yeah. hand ready. You know what I'm saying, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready anyway. So, yeah. Sorry. Right. Oh, that's right. That's so. So I'm remember. I'm. I got my dot on him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what's what his condition is. You know, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know when they hit the but, ground. Sometimes they can pop up and and start doing some stuff from down there. Well, Clint Smith uh, from Thunder Ranch, he's a guy that, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from via video, although I had not been to one of his classes yet. I went, I went to, and I, I've been friends with him for a while. I remember him saying a lot of people have been killed by people that they already killed, but haven't died yet. Died yet. Right? Yeah. So that's why I was like, so like gnarly as it relates to keep my gun on. Fire the car, keep my gun on him. And, and I remember that uh, the layout of the parking lot. So I didn't look when I drove forward, I drove forward for 20 or 30 yards, veered to the left a little bit, got on the steering wheel, made a right, went into like evasive driving, uh, with, even with a flat tire, re reholstered. So I'm going like five car lengths out of the parking lot and starting to get going. I'm like, all right, check for wet spots, uh, paint a pulse, uh, anything, you know, that hurts or any blood check check for all that yep. uh, you check you i'll check me and we check each other so we go like this you know whatnot i'm driving, you know and i'm like are you are you good she's like yeah i'm good you good and i'm like yeah i'm good and i'm like fuck good job we bump knuckles that's how calm like we we were like we didn't i don't think we really that's awesome had like fuck that just happened yet you no, know, I hadn't processed it yet. You're still in survival. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's still yeah. like, okay, cool. Like it was a fucking drill or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going 94 miles an hour, flat tire, um, you know, running through lights as safely as I can, you know, without hurting anybody else. I don't have any adrenaline still. 
I'm not still. And uh, so I'm like, okay, what was this about? And uh, let's secure everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you what Tori did. Hmm. There's during that gunfight, she's around the car. She communicates with me visually. She goes around the car in the process of me moving to my environmental asset, which was a trash can that blocked my femorals and getting off the X, which I learned from James, James Yeager was in my head too. Yeah. get on x.com was his website right so yeah. that was my head. um so so in my transition her transition was uh around the the bumper and then there's cover that there's a pillar here that's and, and there's a pillar here right okay he's here when shit pops off she runs further to the piece of cover that's further away because she understood at that time that I was going to start engaging with him. And in the process of him transitioning from her to me, he could fight. That's her. She could get flagged and he could, he could, uh, accident, not accidentally, but he can hit her easily yeah. if, you know, if he's transitioning me and just pulling the trigger. So she understood yeah. that. She went to the further piece of cover. Nice. So I, I, I can't yeah. believe that mindset to be able to do that. Yeah. Most people, so, a lot of people just curl up. You know, they don't know what to do. They freeze, curl up. Oh, she once. Yeah. She, and she may not have been in parasympathetic, uh, like, like state when she went to go get her bags. Mm -hmm. she, she might have just been like, dude, this dude killed himself. I'm getting my shit. I'm not leaving my shit here. They might come back and fucking take all my shit. We'll go. Yeah. Home. <laughs> she awesome. might have, she so I don't I don't know that she was like psyched out or if she was just like this fucking guy killed himself. He had no idea that who he was running into. I'm getting all my right. shit here. Yeah. So wow. so then fast forward to 94 miles an hour down the street with a flat tire. Yeah. Okay. What was the, was this an assignment or was this random? Let's secure my, home, my son, uh, his mother, uh, her husband, secure my dad's place, which is a hundred yards away from my home of time. And, uh, and I called my dad. I said, Hey, are, you know, are you up? And he's, he says, yes, this is okay. I'm going to be outside in 10 minutes. I need to talk to you. Everybody's okay, but uh, we need to have a conversation. So go home. Uh, ben is up, which is, uh my son's mom's husband at the time and he says hey what's going on um i says so i need you to get your rifle get your handgun and then you should go up to Jaden's room and stay there don't answer the door don't talk to anybody until i come back i gotta go you know mm -hmm. and he's like well why so i was like i think i just killed a guy in a parking lot and he starts laughing and Tori comes in. She's like, he's not fucking joking. Get your shit. Get up. Get your fucking ass upstairs now. So he's like, fuck, okay. I go in. I restack my mags. I take two extra pistol mags. Uh, Tori goes and gets my rifle, which is a 10-inch LWRC with a Sacred 556 suppressor on it. Gets my chest rig and gets her rifle and her chest rig. And we we parked my car in the garage as soon as we got home. 
because we were trading vehicles. We didn't want them to identify uh, that vehicle if they were still out, right? And we get in her car. She had uh, Range Rover in the garage. Hidden. I open the door and start loading this shit in there, which is fast as fuck. Yeah. Dan Bazarian FaceTimes me, and he's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Hey, hey, bro. I got some girls coming out. You know, like some some friends coming out. Some some nice nice girls, and we got some drones. And I finally got the saw two forty working." Because that every time we go out, that thing fucking takes a shit. Yes, they they're finicky. <laughs> they're finicky, right? Yeah, man. So now I'm like, I'm like, Dan, uh, why are you calling me? He's like, <clears throat> what do you mean, dude? I just fucking see if you want to go to the range tomorrow. You know, I know I know you're up. It's fucking only two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay, something happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you what it was but I just got done having a hamburger and I had to rush home and reload my magazine. And now I have to call the police and you could take a wild guess. What just went down. What just went down. I'm going to go make sure my dad's all right. He's like, fuck. Okay. I'll be right there. He's the first one there. (laughs) Everybody thinks he's an asshole. He's fucking first class, solid bad motherfucker. Wow. Wow. he calls uh, he calls uh, a lawyer, his lawyer. The lawyer meets me because obviously now I'm in a fucking homicide investigation. And the compartment, I've got him on my gear. I drive down the street to my dad's and tell him, you know, uh, he says, come around, come around back. And I'm not back. So yeah. I get my shit. Uh, I, go, I go around to the gate. I said, this is where this is fucking full fear like the, yeah. not the fear but the adrenaline right is fucking full and it can't take anymore and just start and it just dumps all of the adrenaline right yeah. so um i'm like dad the fucking gate's locked the gate's like three feet tall and <laughs> i'm like i can't get the gate and you're like ah. and he comes around and he comes around it's one of those handles that you lift up instead of go down yeah. And I've been through that. And game. you're like trying to break Thousands. the and, and he's just like, dink. And you're like, all right, okay. I'm I've off. I need to sit down. <laughs> Thousands of times. And I couldn't put that together. So, and then I was like, fuck, heart rate, blood pressure, respiratory rate, um, all that's picked up. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's finally here. This is 35 minutes later. I was like, it's finally here. That's awesome. And a homicide investigation and everybody's gonna fucking know what happened mm-hmm. and your and, brain starts running all the scenarios oh, and watching oh. everyone learn find out and watching them look at you and like, <laughs> yeah, like fuck like you know everything uh, become a murderer now like i can't even yeah all the well, people people still do the people there's people that still think i murdered my drug dealer like you know i don't fucking do drugs like that you know um yeah. but uh you know it doesn't doesn't really make sense to me like i fucking love cookies and caramel ice cream from baskin robbins yeah not one time have i killed anybody from baskin robbins <laughs> not once because i want to make sure i can get that fucking cookies and cream. <laughs> i don't want my fucking ice cream dealer to go away so it doesn't make any fucking sense to me 
<laughs> All right. That's what's up. Nah, man. I think, I, but it's, it's interesting just to listen to, man. I'm impressed that you had the forethought to be like, Hey man, let's make sure this isn't organized that my family's in, intact. Um, I love that whole piece about the, like the uh, soft skills, man, people discount the soft skills. You guys recognizing something, you reading their body language, her ability to see from across the parking lot, like this is that time. Like you're with dudes and like when there's about to be a fight, like you were saying, like mm -hmm. me and my guys are in the same area and it's like a signal goes out. Like we all look at each other and we know instantly we're about to get in a fight with these dudes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that one's first. Yeah. Yep. And, and no one said anything. Everyone's still like, you know, and I'm still smiling. I'm always smiling. <laughs> and we yeah. about to go down and you see that body language. And so I'm sure when you saw Tori's body language, you were like, okay, boom, what's going on? Where? And that's the awareness I want people to start to get, you know, because that, imagine if you would have just had your head down in your phone or if she would have just had her head down in her phone you guys had like no tactical positioning when you had your backs to the open space. Yeah. You know, like, like, and this is really like what I talk about context. You're in a parking lot late at night with a bunch with, with people passing by, you don't know, you know, tactical positioning, where are you in that environment, you know, and then rolling risk assessment, like who's around you doing what, you know, who's the baseline, what's your anomalies, the stuff. Now you do all this without even thinking about it. You know, it's like driving, yeah. up, just like instinctual, you know, but it's, it's interesting to hear how those things gave you an edge before we even kicked off the party, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, even rewinding, you know, like people that can recognize these things have options, you know, like, boom. I mean, maybe you could have both just bolted and just ran different directions, yeah. maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, for someone who isn't armed, you know, being able to recognize this problem as soon as possible is a huge tactical advantage. Yes, yes. I, I, I like where you're going with that. And you did, you did like that idea. I should have touched on that earlier when you were saying, what would you say to somebody that's not armed or whatnot? So here, here's a good example. I'm, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. You know, you've always heard like, you know, when somebody's seen you get dressed and you, you put your gun on, uh, right. and people, people that don't carry guns are like, are you, do, do you really think you'll need that? We're going to the movie theater or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. And like the tough guy thing to say is like, if I thought I'd need my handgun, I'd bring my rifle. Right? <laughs> like for me, you know, if I thought I might need my handgun, I'd stay home. Right. So it's situational awareness. If I could uh, have known that that was going to happen, I would have gone to sleep, you know? So right. it, the situational awareness, I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, that for anybody, especially somebody that's not, that doesn't have the tools or the skills, you know, being able to read the area yeah. and being able to read people is paramount because uh, believe me, like as somebody that's been in a gunfight and solved right. uh, a really complex problem, right. uh, you know, e even though, that that happened and i you know whatever got fucking street cares my military buddies gave me street cred for you know being able to handle that and save life and you know i wish that would have never fucking happened there's fucking three kids yeah. right now that are going to grow up without a fucking dad there's yeah. a fucking girl you know that's that's you know really nice girl that's out that doesn't have her her man doesn't have her partner with her forever forever yeah. and the kids are going to grow up without 
without a, you know him forever so yeah. that stuff fucking sucks yeah i was able to preserve life hers and mine my kids yeah. still have you know but at the end of the day if you can avoid that fucking situation awareness paramount 100 man and it's not complicated it's like you know context where am i going i'm gonna be in a parking lot at night time you know tactical positioning can i put myself in a place where i can see anyone walking towards me you know and then rolling risk assessment whose behavior is off these dudes are looking weird oh they're coming towards me options and now i gotta think through options and on the violence thing that's the other thing too i i, I want to speak to that we don't want to do violence so like i got this protector nation shirt right and i don't know if you guys can see that but you know this is our collaboration shirt with howitzer and it's of the gladiator um, from gladiator that had the lion armor on and then he had the steel face mask, right? But, and, and actually on our coin too, I have it, but there's a tear in his eye, you know? And it's because we do violence because we must, because we need to, to preserve order. It's not because we want to, you know, it, it's, it's, but this is what we do, you know? And it doesn't mean you're gonna have P, you have to, it doesn't mean you have to have PTSD about it because that always gets me when people are like, oh, you're messed up because this happened to you. It's like, no, you know, or, you know, when we're trying to cycle out of the Marine Corps and they're like, oh, you went on all these patrols and got blown up and got shot. There has to be something wrong with you. I'm like, no, there doesn't have to be anything wrong with me. People have been doing this to each other since the beginning of time. But so you don't think you have to have PTSD if something happened. But what I am saying is we don't want to do violence. And I'm just about as good at saving a life medically as I am with violence as well. These are tools that the protector has to have and has to be able to use. Um, so I, I agree with you hundred percent, but if we had a crystal ball, the world would look very, very different. So we got to stay ready. So we ain't got to get ready, you know? hundred <laughs> percent, brother. Yeah, man. And when you, so this whole thing's going down, I mean, you broke it down so well, I haven't even looked at any of my questions that I had about this whole entire thing. Oh, dude, fire away. Yeah, man. When you start putting rounds into an actual target and you're not hearing pings and nothing's actually happening. We had that same problem in Iraq with the ARs and how thin they were and how they'd be hopped up in adrenaline. And you're like, why isn't this working? You know? Um, yeah. Green tip, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's punching Green through everything. We're ice picking dudes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Until they go down, you know? What would you say about training, man? Was there any training that stuck out that you've been through that uh, you think really could ha really helped you? Or is it just the synergy of solving these types of solving equations with a firearm over the years so many times? Or was it like, you know what, this really reminded me of this since period of, you referenced multiple uh, senseis or professors or instructors during that whole encounter. Yeah. Uh, so, as it relates to uh, anybody that's listening to this that has a concealed carry permit and uh, carries on it, right? Yeah. So there's time is uh, like a very powerful multi, uh, like has a bunch of definitions in my book, right? Mm. So hopefully they never fucking have to go through this, right? right? Um, but if they do, uh, hopefully the blade is really fucking sharp that they, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this edge. Yeah. So, and, and obviously you don't get to pick, you know, when this happens. And if you knew when it happens, like I said, you just fucking stay home. It's like, fuck this shit. I'll watch TV. Right. But uh, 
you know, you, you, you fall back. Help me out here, Byron. You fall back to your lowest level of training. Right? Yeah, your baseline. So that's what I always tell my guys. Hey, we're on the range. We're trying to improve your baseline of training. Now, first drill is going to be our first drill. We're not warming up. I want to see how you do just straight up right now. We just drove to the range, get online. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm very, very strict as it relates to safety. Finger, trigger fingers don't belong in trigger guards. I'm very safe as it relates to flagging. I don't ever flag me or myself or anybody else. Um, uh, that being said, my first bundle of rounds, whenever I go train, I go as fucking fast as I can. I make sure I'm put, putting holes in the same, in the area that I want to put holes in. Yeah. So as it relates to somebody that carries a gun throughout their life, I think uh, they should take a year and try and get really fucking fast or as fast as they can get and really accurate and definitely not in that order. But and then if they want to cruise like the rest of their life and train here and there, whatever happens on, that's fine. But what you're doing when you're uh, really working really fucking hard for like two months, three months, any part of your life, now you're racing, like you were saying, you're raising the baseline. So yes. the party that, that sucks is going to be here instead here. Yeah. You know? I completely. Do. So like now, I, I haven't trained purposely because, because this, I have not trained in like two months I've not fired around down range in like two months. Uh, and I've done that the last year while I'll go to the range and see how good I am. Mm-hmm. Even me not like not training very much, not really doing much dry practice. I'm still really fucking fast. And I still get a headshot 50 yards, like no problem. Not as fast as I was when I was training all the time. Not as good as I was. But my baseline is really really substantially high that just like a boxer right like you don't ever see a boxer uh, ex-boxer throwing punches like this everything is programmed into their kinesthetic pathways forever because they've had so much you know a high level at a certain point in time the baseline's still ridiculous absolutely and the, the other thing you mentioned that was it's 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 interesting i think when i started doing like competitive shooting and things like that i thought shooting fast had so much to do with all this and acting like my being accurate and stuff like that. Shooting is like a site and a information processing game. Like, yes. like if you're doing anything other than like shooting at a paper target in front of you, and that's, and a lot of guys will probably hate me for saying this, but that's why I like competitive shooting because it's literally like solve this equation any way you want as fast as you can go. Yeah. At least for a USPSA it is. It's like, there's the equation stay in the lines but shoot these targets as fast as you can and then you can start playing the once you have once you do exactly what you just said and you have your accuracy dialed in and your speed dialed in you can now start solving higher level equations what is this seeing more aggressively how i'm actually moving through these targets more effectively these are the higher quality problems and then the rest of the stuff should just be automatic and you can you can solve these but yeah man so it's it's the whole like information processing and being comfortable enough there's a lot of of situations where for for us men are significant others like you know when when are you going to be fucking home from the fucking range stop finger fucking your gun what the fuck are you know like some some guys have it like that you know 
I'm very lucky because uh, mine's mine says your fucking transitions suck. You need to work on that. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's outstanding. That is awesome. Yeah. That's cool, man. Iron sharpens iron, you know? So yeah. awesome. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> that's the way yeah. it should be, man. I mean, that's a warrior's dream, you know? So yeah. heck yeah, brother. That's awesome. The whole, obviously the whole information processing thing. And that's where I think your job helps you be able to opt. You're flying a fighter jet. They're like in a truck, you know? trying yeah. to process and you're like okay cool but real quick let's talk ballistics real quick before we hang this thing up man Ooh. i mean i mean this is your world real quick i mean if you could give us a download of kind of your favorite setup like what do you run in barrel rounds preferences you know i gotta get some of this info from you man this guy's a mad scientist you guys <laughs> well people are ready to have their minds blown a little bit yeah man right <laughs> Well, what, what is uh, what is my favorite? Well, am I on a road trip? Am I in a hotel? Am I in a crowded area? Um, am I in the woods? Um, situation dictates, right? That's how big of a nerd I've gotten. I've got six different magazines in a safe in my truck for uh, any given situations. Like, what's the likelihood that I'm going to have to go through a car door, a car window? Uh, do I want anything to pass through drywall after it passes through a body if I'm in a hotel room? So I've gotten rid of really fucking far i mean yeah. i guess I so i mean just the prescriptions then yeah break it down man <laughs> so, um this is this like represents the end of my journey nobody's ever seen this before so this is replication and this is uh this is the end of my journey obviously that's very very different mm -hmm. uh then but that replicates a uh, fight ending scenario um, and for me, the thing that I learned, 10 millimeters better than nine millimeter. <laughs> you know, <it> was... <laughs> I love it. Simplicity <laughs> is the ultimate sophistication. Now, yeah. okay, the, the internet's going to break when we drop this because this is gonna, it's definitely going to be a war. Like everyone's going to be like bloods versus crips on 10 millimeter and nine yeah. millimeter in a second. Um, but uh, actually, uh, as it relates, like people think about, um, you know, ballistics as it relates to damage done to, uh, you know, a block or something like that, right? And I see like, you know, like the the uh, synthetic uh, uh, bodies. Yeah, or bodies. Or yeah, bodies. ballistic dummy lab. Awesome company, fantastic uh, people, really cool people. I know those people, I've never messed with uh, one of those uh, dummies, yet I haven't had that opportunity, like $2,000 or something like that. And for me to do that, I would have to have uh, a lot of equipment. But I, I can tell you right now, nobody has tested those appropriately. Hmm. No one. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're, no matter what the situation, I want the best fuel, right? Appropriate for the platform that I have. So right. I, I don't want what, what I had in, in my fight that's led me to this journey, this uh, terminal ballistic journey. I had a nine millimeter round that the FBI uses and they use it for a very specific reason. And that's a two hour conversation. One day I'll tell you about my day in 1986. Uh, but it was like really weak round that looks great. Unbeatable. after 
windshield. Aside from that, I, I, I don't, I no longer run that stuff. I want to run the hottest fucking round that I can that is going to damage the most tissue and without regard to internal organs, because in a dynamic situation, we're not aiming for the heart, right? In a ambush situation, somebody's got a knife, a baseball bat, a copy of Hillary Clinton's book, you got the opportunity, right? You've got time yeah. and opportunity. That's a different scenario. But in a dynamic scenario, you're just trying to make as big holes as you can and hopefully you get to go go home that night. So nice. all the stuff that I run is uh, first off, you have to have a good barrel, um, full, fully supported chamber, so you don't get uh, a malfunction that uh, deletes the ability for you to use your tool. Yes. So all aftermarket barrels, you know, I'll run uh, Wilson Combat or KKM or uh, you know Wheaton Arms makes good stuff, and their barrels were super sexy, but they have a different twist rate for the ammunition uh i don't i don't run hot rod stuff that's in excess of 124 grain anymore because the dynamics of that and then uh you know for for like uh, a jacketed hollow point yeah this stuff's really good federal plus b plus 115 mdpl it's developed by uh louisiana Ohio patrol and and federal and uh that was developed fuck i think like in the 80s or something like that it's still a badass round um, but, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, none of this shit matters as it relates to the, the, the ballistics journey and the, all the education that I've, you know, provided myself in the testing and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, none of it matters if you can't put holes where Thanks. you want to put Round. are paramount. Yeah. Balance of speed and accuracy skills, paramount. Yep. And nothing is more important than situational awareness. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, we can get into ballistics, but we'll be here till <laughs> maybe that'll be round two if we ever get to it. But, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you 100%, man. The, the situational awareness gives us the ability to get into the fight. They pick the time and place generally, you know, sometimes we can get the drop on them. I got a tactical protection review coming up right now. You guys may have seen it where there's someone jumping from the stands to try to get a hold of a basketball player. But this female cop just was on top of her. So she darts out, but the cop just totally intercepts her and, and tackles her before she gets out there. But that situational awareness, it gives you the ability to enter the fight deliberately as soon as possible. And that is your survivability or leave, you know, you but you have that choice, you know, before they close that distance and you're in the middle of an ambush and you're actually on the X. So it's awesome that you're, you know, that you're kind of ending with that. The situational awareness is huge. You know, I think. I will give, if I may interject, I will give the listeners uh, a gift in the form of a question. Mm. Uh, if anybody runs 147 grain nine millimeter or uh, 45 caliber 230 grain um, or 40 caliber 180 grain i'll give them a gift in, in the form of a question and yeah. uh, have you ever considered if you had to use your firearm and that was what you were using any of the things that i mentioned that if uh you fired upon somebody to save your life or someone else's that they might move out of the way before your bullet got there hmm. 
situation dictates um, target value, uh, speed of a human being, uh, people can move out of the way of pistol rounds at a certain distance. Are you sure, BJ? I'm serious. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Uh, yeah. Did, did you were you dodging? Did you go Bruce Leroy from? Uh, <laughs> did you dodge bullets? Uh, took forty-two thousandths of a second at the closest distance, which was fourteen yards, from my one hundred and thirty-five grain projectile to travel fourteen yards, and at the rate of speed that he was moving, the angle that he was moving, he was able to travel eight point five inches. Hmm. That's a lot. I mean, 8.5 inches makes a difference. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. So if you're aiming for a heart. Yeah. Aiming for a chest. With target with, value. Yes. I mean, that, that's, the, that's a miss. That's a difference between you're, a miss. I mean. I have not looked at all the data, but I theorize based off of aerodynamic resistance of the sweater that he's got four or five holes in the back of the sweater that didn't contact tissue. Wow. But what do I know? I'm just a truck driver. I'm just a truck driver. <laughs> My man, BJ Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen. I love it, man. This was really good. Can I hit you with one or two closing questions as we roll out to standard? 100%. Um, favorite quote, mantra, saying? Ooh. You always leave your mind, man. <laughs> when we hit people oh gonna rattle around like three hours from now I, i'm gonna be like fuck man i should have said that <laughs> right, right, right. Um, no i i would say um tomorrow's not guaranteed yeah that's good man tomorrow's not guaranteed uh what's a habit um that you would suggest for protectors to look into that makes them a better protector a better person a habit um, I would, if it's somebody that is armed, um, I would say that if they've dedicated, you know, uh, to have a concealed carry or if they're a law enforcement officer, um, I would say, take care of your tools and take care of your skills. You know, the tools that are, uh, that you're born with are yeah. just as valuable. So program, widen your kinesthetic pathways, program your central nervous system to be able to put holes in shit when you want to put holes in it as fast as you can. Where you, you want. Hold yourself accountable for that. You know, I wish more, more law enforcement officers uh, would, would do that more. My hat's off to all of the ones that do have skill set, do practice and recognize you know, uh, what their responsibility is and keep their skills in checks. I, I love law enforcement. I love all law enforcement officers, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for the ones that really put the work in as it relates to that. Yeah, because it's more than just a job. As they always hear me say, it's more than just a job, y'all. What, what was the hardest thing about that situation? Uh, the hardest thing about that situation was um, everybody saying negative stuff like fight after you know, the fight yeah that fucking hurt man that that really hurt, still hurts you know like oh you know you've been dreaming of this happening you know you you wanted this to happen like you and i both know uh what happens in a cranial when you when you have a rapid pressure change mm -hmm. in the brain usually the eyeballs pop out so yeah. why 
want to see, why would I want to risk seeing Tory like that with a cheap 115 grain full metal jacket inside her memories? Just so I could have fucking street credit. Are you kidding me? I would have way rather made some fucking popcorn at home and went to sleep. <laughs> I went to sleep. You all the <laughs> Yeah. You know, all the trash talking by people making their assumptions. Like, cheap, man. Yeah. People are really hurtful, you know? It's too bad, man. No, it's too bad. Um, but this is this. I mean, that's that's the 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 onlookers, man. But you know, you're here. You got a beautiful life, beautiful wife. You know, and and that's what we train for. That this is what we do it for. You know, um, yeah. how would you like to be remembered, sir? Final question. By my disability, hmm. and that would be having an oversized heart. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're a good dude, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I mean, to people who have that, who have anything like that issue, they completely understand in this exact moment, you know, but it takes so much strength and I commend you, man, for not, um, not changing that, you know, not cutting that out because all the pain that life or people cause as a result of, of rolling that way to be able to continue rolling with your heart out, you know, and, and uh, being that type of a good dude, man. Uh, this, this, this is how big my heart is. The, the person that was with him that night was his brother. Yeah. Okay? Um, I'm friends with him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw, I saw your post the other day. Yeah. And his, his brother was, you know, on, on one and uncontrollable and he dragged him out that night. It was like, he had no idea. He thought he was going to throw a rock through a win a window at the gun store. He, that was a last minute decision. Mm. So, you know, and he had my back as it relates to his interview with the law enforcement. He's like, that was straight up self defense. But he got he got caught up in all this stuff. So once once I finally got to talk to him, I spent three hours with him. He he had, he was going to be in jail for, you know, fucking. He had a hundred and four year possibility of being you know, since to 104 years, of course, he probably would have only done, you know, 20, but, right. but he was, uh, you know, he was concerned and there was a lot of moving parts as it relates to that relationship with him and his brother. And, and you know, he, he loved his brother for sure. Of course. But, you know, we ended up discussing a variety of, of things. He, you know, he's very sympathetic with, you know, the whole situation, which it never happened. And he's got a family at home and, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want his kids to, I recognize who he is. I'm able, you know, growing up in Vegas, I'm able to detect bullshit pretty good. And so was the judge that was present, the district attorney that was present. And, you know, they're like, this is, you know, what's going on right here. And, uh, uh, he's a good guy. I ended up, uh, Tori and I ended up uh, getting them off for five years probation. Wow. Wow. That's, that's like, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that, that's amazing, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, and that, that came down to a conversation, a look in the eyes, some man law and uh, some understandings, you know, that you guys were able to come to. That's, yeah. Isn't that, I mean, I'm trying to find the words for that, but that's special stuff, man. That's real stuff. Wow. <laughs> what a 
awesome conversation, man. I mean, you just don't get this stuff, man. You don't get to, what you talk about, we talk about tactics, you talk, you know what I mean? But this is the good stuff. This is the life of a protector stuff. This is giving people some good overview, some understanding the weight of the conversation uh, is feelable, you know? So it's, thank you, man. I, I really, I commend you. I respect you, you know, for sharing these things with us opening up these things and then being able to go through them and go into them. Um, Cause I think a lot of people are going to learn quite a bit from this conversation and, you know, hopefully it'll help a lot of people have their stuff with them when they need it. Cause they don't know when they're going to need it. You know? Yeah. That's why we're here to share information like this and share stories like this. I'm happy to, you know, I was going to like, you know, not share it, but I hmm. thought my, when I, when it happened, I'm like, man, this could save a lot of people's lives. If I share this and public and i educate people about this and you know i i'm i'm grateful for you having me on brother it was, it was awesome it's always yeah. a pleasure to, to chit chat and bullshit with you and i think this is like you were saying i think this is going to help some people so that's going to be great yeah man 100 percent. and we got to catch up next time i'm in v-town i mean yeah. time to time so i'll definitely be hitting you up oh yeah brother all right man well thanks so much bj we get on here again. We got to talk ballistics. You guys have no idea how much this man knows about ballistics. But anyway, <laughs> is there anything you're up to these days that you want to tell people about where to find you, anything like that, any social media handles or anything? Uh, yeah, my social media is uh, at BJ Baldwin uh, on Instagram. Uh, I have YouTube that I start to mess with uh, a little bit more now. I have media guys that covers all my racing, some of my training and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of, uh, you know, doing some some other things that I can't discuss right now. But, uh, you know, I have, uh, like I was saying earlier, people have been waiting for recoil for uh, a long time. So that was my hint that I've been putting myself in harm's way in my truck. <laughs> but that's that's coming out. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, follow me on uh, social media, my Facebook or Instagram. And, Maybe one day I'll have a podcast in uh, an arms room. We'll see. Heck yeah, man. Tear it up. You'd be awesome. <clears throat> Too easy. All right, brother. Take care. We will talk soon. It's been an honor, man. Thanks again. Honor's all mine. Solid. Boom. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, Get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one, drop your handgun in, take it to the next level, out, boom.
Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.